Marketing Media and Cupcakes is a podcast for small business. Now, for many of us, business and home have become one item, and it's caused a lot of anxiety. Today, Angel and I are going to speak with a friend who's a psychotherapist, and she's going to give us some tips on how to reduce anxiety, especially when you're working at home and the reality that we're going to have to go back to work soon. Stay tuned. I'm glad you're with us. This is the small business podcast that is sweeter than all the rest. Marketing, media, and cupcakes. Welcome to Marketing, Media, and Cupcakes. Hi, I'm John Ondo, along with my beautiful wife, Angel. Hi there. And we are a, a podcast that is here to encourage small businesses, big businesses, families, entrepreneurs, because uh, there needs to be encouragement. This has been uh, the best thing I've ever seen on the internet was a few weeks ago when it says, I guess I shouldn't have bought that 2020 planner. Yes, exactly. I thought that was the <laughs> best one I've ever seen. Uh, I, this year has been, it started bad. Let, let's just be negative for a couple of minutes, shall we? It did. It, it started with like a, in our in our family and friend circles, like a death every day from January 1st to like January 6th. It felt like it. There was a and, number. And then mm-hmm. I forget what happened after that. Maybe it got cold. And then, and then this Corona thing hit. Yeah. And it's just like 2020 has nowhere to go but up from here. So Well, I was I was telling you earlier, I think it feels like I mean, we were very fortunate to get two vacations, so to speak, work, oh. work for you, vacation for me in January and then one in February, yeah. which was unheard of for the two of us. And now those feel like those were years ago. I I'm so Not glad just we- months ago, years. So, you know, I know that's no different than any of you who are listening in our little podcast family. And uh, we have been focused since before this all hit about don't live in fear. Yes. Don't look at this as an opportunity to close up and and disappear, that there's going to be a brighter, and I keep using the word, it's going to be a better normal ahead because I think it will be a better normal Mm -hmm. when we all get out of this. But a lot of people are struggling, and I wanted to bring in a friend of mine who is a, a psychotherapist. She's a so, social work, clinical social worker, and that's something I can't say quickly. <laughs> um, Deb Schneider Murphy is with us. Deb, thank you so much for joining us today. Sure, John. It's a pleasure to be here. So we have somebody who's really smart on the show today, and this means I've got to ask lots of questions because one of the reasons, Deb, we wanted to bring you on is I know we're, there is a transition happening for uh, people who have been stuck at home working. There's been people who are just laid off, but a lot of people have been at home. And I know this kind of, uh, Angel, share the story of somebody you work with and, and something she said just about a week into working from home. Oh, it's, um, it's, a, it's a constant phrase that someone I work with says when we're at work. So when we were in the office and things were going crazy and everything, you know, just general work. And her statement would always be, I hate this place. Well, we're, we're working from home, you know, calling and speaking to each other almost every day. And I think it was like into the middle of week two and she, we were talking and she goes, God, I hate this place. And I'm like, um, what? And she's like, I mean, my house, I hate my house. I'm so, I used to just, this would be where I would love to come home. And now I hate being here. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. So, so Deb, how do we work through this? And what's the problem? Because obviously, in my world, I, I worked at home before this happened. So there's no change for me. But I know a lot of people. I, I just thought, hey, you all get to work from home. You'll all love this like I did. And I'm finding out a lot of people hate it. Mm-hmm. And it's taken away. Tell me a little bit about the, I guess, the psychology of it and, and, and how our own backgrounds affect all this. 
Well, I think a lot of it is that we're, we've been thrown into so much that's new all of a sudden. And uh, how that affects people is very individual. You're right that it depends a lot on the kind of support you've had and the kind of support that you allow yourself um, as to how you weather the changes. But there have been so many changes for so many people. And uh, because there are so many people who are anxious, it's kind of infectious. Uh, the fear itself has, has become a virus of sorts, and, um, and, and there just doesn't seem to be any respite from it. No. I, and my my own mother, who is in the, the group that you're not to be out, who's su- upcoming 76 years old, and she lives a fairly reclusive life for, I mean, not purposefully in the sense of, you know, she is a recluse. She just, you know, she stays at home and she doesn't go out much. And so, but she said, I've had to, she goes, Angela, I have to stop watching the news. Mm-hmm. She's like, they're making me anxious. Mm-hmm. They're making me upset there you know i you know i'm already she's already hyper vigilant about everything from hand washing to i mean all of it she's always been that way and this is just it's just exacerbating a situation that she has no control over and then all she does is think because she has no nothing but time right so she's constantly thinking Mm -hmm. about it and it's just it's so unfortunate i've got a mother who is anxious too (laughs) yeah Um, and i've i've had to dose myself with the news Frankly, I mm-hmm. can't take a whole lot, and I've yep. been really choosy about where I get my news and and mm-hmm. how much how much of that I do, and even when in the day I ha- I cannot listen to the news, uh, I cannot watch the news at night, and I do a lot better reading the news than I do watching the news or listening to the news. I think watching it is probably the most anxiety provoking of all. Because you get I would agree. the more senses you get involved, the, exactly. the worse yeah. it is. So we are, we always say we're creatures of habit. Um, so, Deb, how does this work? Because we get thrown out of our routine. Uh, my kids who are all in school have gotten thrown out of routine, and it's really messed them up because that's all they know. And we are creatures of habit. And you're even mentioning, well, I've got to change how I watch my news. and. Uh, this is very stressful, isn't it, for everybody when you have to suddenly, I mean, it's like rebooting your brain, isn't it? Right. Every time we learn something new, we get anxious. (laughs) And Hmm. and when we have to learn, when we're forced into a bunch of new all all at once, and everybody around us is anxious too, um, it just magnifies the issue. But every time we learn something new, we're we're on our growing edge, kind of, so to speak. And when we're on our growing edge, we tend to feel anxious. Our what our survival strategies come tend to come to the surface, and uh, that's normal. What? So that's why we run out and buy five hundred rolls of toilet paper. <laughs> I hate change. I am a I am a I am a Taurus, and I prefer my comfort. And I have been in the same job for 27 years um, because I, I like what I do. There are days where I don't, um, but I've just, I don't like change. And we read a book years and years ago called, I think, Who Moved My Cheese. And I still think about that poor little mouse. And I think about all of us now, we're running around looking for our cheese. Right. Oh my God, right. you, not only did you move it, but you like burned down the house and now I'm trying to find the house. Yeah. 
I think we're, we'll, we'll need things that bring us comfort. Mm, that makes sense. So, Deb, give me some ideas. If 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 the, if somebody is listening and they're working from home, and suddenly home doesn't feel like home anymore, it's been violated. Uh, what would your suggestions be? How can they bring uh, a little bit of home back into the home now? Um, I would say identify what it is that you feel you've lost. Is it that being away from home all day and coming into what's comfortable? Is it is it just a change of scenery? Is it mm. being away from your family and then having the comfort of coming home again? Um, that's probably going to be different for everybody too. But identifying what it is that you're missing, what it is you feel loss around, uh, is a good first step. There were uh, several things that I identified that I do that I've found really helpful. And one is just allowing a long exhale. One of the things that happens okay. almost with everybody is that we be make our breath becomes more shallow. And, and if we take a deep breath, usually what happens is we take a deep inhale. And it's not mm-hmm. the inhale that's so important. It's allowing for an exhale. <sighs> And doing that helps me settle down right away. Um, yeah. Uh, another thing is finding people that are supportive, really finding what it is that helps us feel support. Um, sometimes it's feeling, for me right now, it's feeling the support of the ground and feeling my chair. But it's also uh, being able to see the two of you and find comfort in that we're having a conversation. Um which is the hard part now because, you know, we, we can't be physically together. We're seeing each other on a monitor, but it, I know that's part of the anxiety that I think a lot of people are going through. I'm not the most personable person in the world. Oh, stop. No, seriously. Sometimes I, sometimes I don't want to be around people, but, but I miss people. I, we were just talking about we were at a karaoke the last, the last night of freedom we had mm-hmm. and how much I missed being with strangers and singing songs and having fun and... uh and I miss that, even though I'm really not somebody who craves that normally. So it's it really is even more difficult when you're trying to, as you mentioned, have that personal contact, and we really can't have it, can we? We are finding different ways. It's a lot different to be online. Um, I have, my family has learned how to do Zoom calls, mm-hmm. and that's one of the ways that I can see my elderly parents in their retirement facility. Um we're just learning different ways. I'm finding that uh, being on screen a lot more really kind of narrows my attention. And I periodic- mm. periodically have to remind myself that I'm sitting in a room. There's space around me. I've surrounded myself often with uh, things that I enjoy looking at and, and being able to have a broader focus often will be helpful as well. Um, our focus can become real narrow sometimes. Exactly. Anxious. Well, and I've found for, for me personally, what I've done and, and people that I've talked to that I, that I work with, they're just like, seriously, I've literally changed nothing about my routine mm-hmm. in the sense of I get up every day. The only difference is I have let myself stay in bed 15 more minutes because I don't need that 15 minutes to drive to work. So I just... I get up, I 
do all my same stuff. I put on clothes, I put on makeup, I do my hair, I do it all, even though I'm just going to go sit in my kitchen and, and do work. And I've had a few people that have, you know, sent me a FaceTime or something and they, they, they come, I come on camera and they're like, oh my God, you look all dressed up. I'm like, no, I said, this is what I do every day. And this, and I set up my workstation and I tear it down every night because that, because again, I am such a creature of habit um, that I felt that I needed to keep those same type of things in order to make this mm-hmm. feel like, you know, it was still yeah. work that, that this is really, my home. Cause I've told, I've told her multiple times, you know, she has a, a, the laptop and the monitor and she sits it out in the kitchen so she can be near the, the back porch and all that. And I, and I told her, nobody's coming over, just leave it set up, you know, don't, why, mm-hmm. why unhook it? And, and, but she has made that her routine. She doesn't want that in there. Is that, right. so that, is that part right. of what we maybe Absolutely. need to do is have a separate room? It's one of the okay. ways that you can create a separation between home and work. Um, Sometimes people have a space that they go to. I have a spare bedroom upstairs that's my home office. So it works out well for me. Not everybody has that, but um, you can, I had a special corner of my bedroom actually that I was, I was was seeing my clients actually in a corner of my bedroom, believe it or not. Um, They couldn't see the rest of the room. They could just see my bookcase and, and me. But uh, mm-hmm. it was away from the rest of the family. It was in a quiet space. Um, I've heard people even setting up in little corners of their basement or even a walk-in closet. I have a brother-in-law who did his work from a walk-in closet, but it just created a separation that that allowed him to concentrate for a while. I think with the reason I set mine up, first of all, we redid our kitchen a few years ago and I absolutely mm-hmm. love my kitchen. So I love to stare yeah. at it. And then there's, I am in my current work environment. I am kind of, I'm not in the center, but I am constantly, there's always something going on around me. And so to be away from that would probably make me more distracted mm-hmm. than to sit in the middle mm-hmm. Because my son's still here and he's coming in and out. Yeah, Yeah. John will come up and ask, how's it going? And so I've tried to maintain as much as I can because of my need for that. Deb, um, let's work on the reverse part of this. As I know, you know, as this, as we're talking now, businesses are reopening. Uh, You know, you could be, by the time this runs, going back to your job. And right there, I see the stress going on with, (laughs) with her eyes right there. So, Deb, for people who's like, you know, maybe they're not happy at home, but going back to work isn't much fun either. What what are, I guess, steps for reentry that you would suggest uh, before you go back to the office? And I know part of it is the stress from work, but there's also that that unfortunate fear that everybody's worried they're going to get COVID and and this is going to be like you're being sent into, I sorry for the reference, but like a gas chamber or something. It's mm-hmm. But I feel like people feel like that's what's going on. What would you suggest? Mm-hmm. Um the things that I was talking about before, just finding a way of identifying what it, how your anxiety is showing up, just naming it is really helpful. Uh, allowing yourself to take a nice full exhale, uh, finding people that are supportive that you can really allow in. Um, moving is a really wonderful way to deal with anxiety and reduce it. Um, walking the dog or climbing the stairs or going for a walk, um, being out in nature. All of those are ways of moving, especially if you're doing it with somebody 
So you've got the relationship bit and movement. Um, spiritual practice is another one of the uh, five things that I came up with. Um, so prayer, meditation, or gratitude practice. Um, and the last one that I identified was practicing self-compassion. And right now, I think people are having expectations of themselves that they be able to do the same things in the same amount of time that they did before. And that just wreaks havoc on your self-esteem because it's there's so much change. Um, mm-hmm. We can't manage the same way. One of the things I've appreciated about this season that I, I, I want to end, yet there's parts of it I don't want to end, is for lack of a better word, it's a season of grace. Uh, I have a, a client right now that I'm working with and I've got a supplier I'm working with and one hasn't paid the other yet. The other one's like, I know you need this, so I'm ordering it. We'll figure out how to finance it later. <laughs> and and I'm talking with clients and they're like, I, I don't have the payment for you this month. I'm like, it's okay. And it, it and it's just such a neat feeling that uh, that will not exist, I'm sure, in six months where people are... I get it. You you know, you know, my daughter is is a senior and she is everybody's bending over backwards to do things for mm-hmm. her because they feel so bad that she, her senior year has been wrecked. Yeah. Uh it, it 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 so I think what you're saying makes a lot of sense is we do need to look at the glasses half full and 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 be grateful that we do have a I think we have a culture right now that you could almost go up to anybody and say I'm really sorry that you know, I knocked over the shelf today, but it's a COVID crisis. And people get, yeah, it's okay. Things are messed up. Does <laughs> that seem like what we're kind of in and out? We just have a kind of a gracious, wonderful, like, it's okay. Yeah. And, and be- even though we're wearing masks, I think it's important to be able to still smile and meet each other's mm-hmm. eyes. I find so many people who are, when they're scared, they don't look, they don't look up, they don't meet each other's eyes. And it's, really missing out on some of the support and some of the connection that we've got available that uh, we might just not be tapping into. Um, So meeting people's eyes and allowing a smile to come, um, really appreciating. I was appreciating the the cashier at the grocery store this morning just for coming in to work. I'm Mm. so grateful that there are people who are, overcoming the obstacles that they've had to overcome just to just to maintain their work schedule in the impending going back to work um as john said you know my eyes kind of lit up a little (laughs) bit um i think i'm most concerned for me going back to work with dealing with my i mean i can handle myself it's dealing with everyone else and all of their issues isms their anxiety their stress. You about had a lot having of stress before the office closed down. There I was a lot of. Was about to lose my mind. I mean, everybody, and I kept because again, I didn't because I refused to watch the news in general because it's never anything good. Um, I kept saying everyone's just overreacting. Everybody needs to calm down. And then as we were all exiting on that Friday the thirteenth, and everybody's like, "See in see in a month, maybe not, maybe see in two. And I was like, "Oh, everybody, just shut up." And I was getting very frustrated with everybody. And I so now the thought of going back into that environment where all of those same people may be there or half of them, depending on how we do this, um, and the constant conversation, oh. the constant just like 
everybody, please sit down and do your job and be quiet. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to manage that. So any any thoughts of how I can appreciate those individuals who want to talk about it nonstop, but at the same time, tell them politely, go sit down and be quiet. <laughs> I think one of the things that you were mentioning is that they're there are complaining, complaining goes on. People are complaining. Mm-hmm. And if you set up an opportunity for people to share some of what they've learned that was positive, some mm-hmm. of the things that have happened during this time that surprised them in a good way, um, mm-hmm. create a way for people to come together around uh, what they've missed, that they appreciated about work, Mm-hmm. Um, being able to just switch tracks. And if you do that in a gentle, warm, and welcoming way, mm-hmm. people will probably respond in a surprisingly positive way. I'm just, I'm already trying to come up with some quips and things to say to people when they start. I'm like, did you not have any fun when you were gone? Yeah. It just, I don't know. Well, you know, certain it's, people. It's, it's always easier to complain than it is to compliment or talk about good things. So, Deb, real quick, let, let me have you recap uh, some of your tips. Uh, I know uh, taking a deep breath, mm-hmm. just kind of run us through like a, the three or four tips you have oh, for well, us again. Well, first is to recognize that you're anxious. Um, give yourself mm-hmm. the support of naming that you're anxious and knowing what knowing how that shows up, uh, knowing how you uh, express the anxiety first, and then uh, getting creative and coming up with options to shift out of the anxiety. And some of those that I mentioned were allowing yourself to have a long exhale um, that will settle your nervous system and help to shift from a place of anxiety to more connection with other people. Um, Second would be to find supportive people, find support Mm -hmm. from the environment. The third thing would be movement, all kinds of movement. Fourth thing would be spiritual practice, some kind of prayer, meditation, or gratitude. And the last one would be practicing self-compassion. Great point. We're going to have those also in the show notes here. So, uh, again, uh, Deb, thank you so much for sharing with us. This is uh, this is now. When, now, Angel, you'll understand because she always asks me when I go. It's it. She always thinks I'm having a heart attack. I or something. literally was. I mean, I I'm hearing that part about the deep exhale, and I I fondly refer to it as the heavy sigh. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, John is always doing that, and I have people that I work with. Well, when I was in the office, who would do it often. But I agree with you on the sense of I will find myself at I'm literally not breathing. I literally will find myself I am not breathing. And I'll be like, you know, and I'm and I'll take a big and I'll just I literally want to scream is what I want to do. Um, but instead, I just exhaled very vigorously because screaming would frighten people in the office. Um, but Maybe they need to have like schools are doing. You need to have the um, a scream room. <laughs> I didn't oh. know they. I didn't know they had scream rooms. That sounds fun too. I was. Well, I was thinking more along the lines of the the, the pet the. Oh, the therapy dog. Therapy dog. I guess I was thinking in the crying room at church. <laughs> no. And then I was like, I would I love like the, a sc- I like the scream room idea. I that think might be good. We have some very small spaces for like one person well, with a phone. Why can't you have a therapy, be- a therapy pet at work? Because and I'm sure somebody's allergic and then but somebody else's. the kids else's, at school are too and oh, they have them and they love because them. 
we are adults and we're worse than toddlers. Like, yeah, that's my point. Don't think even about get ther- me started. Think about maybe we should just, we should just quit and have therapy pet. Like we'll get there. We take them to the little offices. I love it. Let's yeah. get little miniature horses. That, uh, that'd be fun. <laughs> no, how about ducks? Well, no, yeah. okay. Well, Deb, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure to have you on the, sh- on the podcast yes, today. Thank you. thank you. And if you want to find out more about what we do, uh, Marketing Me and Cupcakes, you can subscribe to us. We are also on Instagram and Facebook, and we would love to have you follow us there as well. Subscribe to our podcast. We're everywhere you can listen to a podcast. And if you would like, speaking of podcasts, if you are interested in doing a podcast, Premier Podcast happens to be a production company I'm very familiar with. Yes, you are. It's what, what I do. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we are doing th- uh, 30 minute free coaching right now. So if you're interested in finding out more about a podcast, I'd be happy to sit down with you on a phone or a Zoom or however we do it with a with or without a therapy pet. And we will discuss how we can get you a podcast and you can uh, serve people. So until we see you next time, keep living the dream. Connect with John and Angel via Facebook and Instagram and let us know your thoughts. Marketing Media and Cupcakes is a production of Ondo Media.